my name is Tim. I'm Dante. And I'm Murphy Durfee. And this is Go Mode, a link to the Past Randomizer podcast. Today is a very special day because we're just going to jump right into the topic of where every single bomb is and link to the past under pots because somebody uh, needs to know where they are. Uh, and that somebody oh is God. me. Uh, thank you. Clearly. Thank you. Thank you. I've been waiting so long for this topic. And Herf, I know, I know Herf probably has been too. <laughs> Uh, Herf loves to go through the game and talk about yeah. very tiny specifics of like where absolutely everything may or may not be in the game. So, all right, Dante, let's do this. Go ahead. Number one. Well, number one, just don't run out of bombs. And that's that's the topic. Sorry, I, that was we're not really doing that, Tim. But that's actually well, I, yeah. I, you know, just having that happen to me. I remember you said the magic thing had happened to you. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's a useful resource, but I mean, think about it. You don't get magic pots out of chests when you normally play. Uh, the the only time that can really happen, you know, sans standard mode starting with a magic item is when you find half magic, and that only happens once. Usually, you find yeah. a mm-hmm. lot of bombs in chests, so just keep checking the chests, and that's that's the episode. You know, let's let's mirror out. <laughs> so that reveal thing that you did, uh, how how did the item replacement with the tickets work? I don't know the full detail of that. Um, basically, every non-essential thing was removed um, and replaced with a ticket because there's 216 checks. You still have to have big keys. You still have to have small keys. Um, and then... Uh, I, I don't know how many of those there are in the game total. I should, and someone who's listening right now is saying, Dante, you're an idiot. It's this number. Uh, let, it, <laughs> let us know in the hashtag podcast channel on the Discord. But um, but yeah, so like they, you have to make room for all that, but you also have to take away 128 items. You know, Obviously, I'm really good at math, and I'm not using a calculator at all right now, but with 128 tickets, uh, that only leaves 88 chests, and that has to be for... Uh, Essential items as well as <clears throat> the uh, like the keys. So, you know, yeah. the way the reveal worked, all the maps and compasses were gone. So that basically was kind of like playing MC Shuffle, but I knew what the dungeons were. Um, yeah, basically it. And then there's yeah. tickets everywhere. So the tickets are just, whenever a ticket happens, I assume it just read down a list. So it didn't matter if I got them in any particular order. It would always come up with the same order like the next person would show up like that was programmed. Yeah. That, that's in a way it was like works. progressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. I think there's a, we can link in the description to a VOD of that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably wouldn't be that interesting to watch since we already know the groups and it was a group reveal stream, but Dandy, I thought you did a wonderful job entertaining people um, for the little bit that I was able to see of that. Um, did you feel nervous? I know I asked you if you were going to be, and you said you weren't, but now that it's already happened, was there, were there any nerves? Not really nerves. Uh, the only thing I was nervous about was I really didn't want to have to take multiple attempts to try to get that Misery Mire sword out hover, and then I got it on the first try, so I was like, all right, we did the hard <laughs> trick. Like, the hard swag trick, not a big deal. And big shout-outs to Ari for teaching me the bomb jump version of that, like, right before, like, two or three days before the, the thing, and then I realized it was easier for me to hover it, so I did. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like... There were really no nerves with it. It was it was really interesting and also super distracting uh, that I was watching chat uh, as this was happening because it, it was hilarious to me how many people were so mad at the route I was taking, uh, <laughs> given that I pretty much knew the hammer was going to be in swamp. 
based on, you know, how things panned out. And then we ended up saving that for like absolute last. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and people in chat were just so mad it, for no reason. It, it was just, it was like, man, you, you have to God route everything to the point of, this is like for reveal funsies. Like I've got to full clear the game right. anyway. Let's just go check stuff because like we're hundreding the game. The only thing we didn't pick up were the fake silvers that some people thought were real. I bombed them twice. That was part of why I didn't have any bombs. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, Herf and uh, Epi did an awesome job on comms when I watched it back. So uh, I, I had a good time. I was thankful for the opportunity and yeah, it was, it was a good time. Nice. That's cool. Fun times. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and get into our news. Uh, right now, there's a lot going on in the randomizer community because we've got two giant tournaments running concurrently. We're going to talk about each of them, but they're both in group stages. So everyone is just kind of like in the trenches, you know, in the dirt, just having having these, you know, skirmishes, these battles. Um, and it's not it doesn't make a lot of sense to like report on all of them. So there's not a lot of to say in terms of specifics, but we can at the very least provide some you know, personal accounts of how things are going on the ground level. So with that, let's talk about the main tournament. Obviously, Dante is way in this thing. Tell us about how your uh, first round of matches went. Uh, I was paired up against Nabs, um, part of Team CLW on uh, the league. Um, yep. Nabs is, you know, a really good runner. And uh, yeah, I mean, everybody in top 128 is a good runner and there's some good ones in Challenge Cup. So I'll just say all that and uh, it, it was fun. Uh, it was some weird seeds. I actually, in game two, uh, I totally forgot to check the Desert Torch, which had mitts. Um, and so I was way out of logic panicking. Like, how how am I supposed to get back into this? Like, where was my progression that I missed? And then I was like, it's got to be land mode. But then I did, out of logic, <clears throat> Eastern Palace Green Pendant. Uh, and Armos Knights luckily had a fire rod, which kept me in it, apparently. And uh, mm. I, I went to clear Lanmo with that. And I'm like, well, where's the lamp? I'm supposed to have a lamp to be able to kill Lanmo uh, logically. And then when Lanmo dropped a compass, I realized there's something in desert I forgot. And it was either there or Zora. And I was like, if it's Zora, I'm sunk. And then I saw Mitt. So I was like, well, still got a shot at this. And it was just a big cluster. Logically, the seed was a mess with a couple sequence breaks. Uh, Nabs and I both did pretty well on the seed. I, I did manage to win the series 2-0. So uh, looking forward to going against the Boulder this week, or the Boulder 300. Um, and then, yeah, one of us will make it on to brackets from there. So it uh, should be a good time. The Boulder 300 was your opponent in that goon tournament that just was held a couple months ago yeah, for finals. We were talking about this, uh, you know, the three of us here. Um, uh, I two owed him there. We did play a, a like max minimizer cross keys, and then we played a stand hard, or what people call it, you know, standard hard mode. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I did win that two zero. But it's like I told you guys, it, it's really hard to, you know, four zero somebody in a short span of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't think e- either one of us will probably win this one two zero. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Boulder's very good at the game, so. Yeah, uh, gonna have to bring our A games, and we'll see what happens. Nice, very good. And yeah, again, you know, the winner of that one uh, is going to move on, but then the loser of that one, of course, because we're doing that uh, group of four, kind of everyone kind of plays each other sort of thing. 
um, there's kind of a double elimination that happens where the loser of the losers of the two uh, beginning matches play each other, and then the winner of that one will have a chance to play the loser of the first matches. If that makes sense, I don't know. Yeah. Look at the thing, and it'll make sense. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice that it's double elimination, and um, you know, folks kind of get a second shot at staying in. The Challenge Cup, of course, is mirroring that same group's, uh, you know, uh, format. And I have played my first match against uh, Dixon, was their name, uh, and I lost both of those. I went 0 2. The first one, I uh, accidentally marked off escape or back of escape when I hadn't actually checked it, and the flute was in there. And so I went all around the world mm-hmm. looking for that, and uh, totally, you know, got smashed because of that. That seed also featured an ice rod on ped, which was already <laughs> oh, pretty, pretty bad. So I watched yeah, the, so. the pull the hold thing. Yeah. I watched near the end of that one, and I remember I was yelling at my monitor, like, why are these guys checking stuff? Like, just go to Turtle Rock. It's not hard. Like, go to Turtle Rock. <laughs> And I'm like, why are they going to pendants? I was, I was so mad. And then I, I, I got so mad about it that I actually went back in both of your VODs and saw that you had checked ped. And I'm like, oh, that's why they're doing it. Okay, I shouldn't judge. I'm glad I didn't say that in like a Twitch chat uh, because yeah. I was very wrong. So, um, yeah, l- l- lesson learned from me. Just keep your opinions to yourself, right? <laughs> yeah well i mean i would have loved to hear your opinion at the time but yeah this is that delay thing and the cheating thing and all that but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was uh yeah that was a big loss and i had really no one to blame but myself for for forgetting the um flute there and then the second one i actually had a very similar situation that you just described with the lantern and the fire rod let me see if i can remember this whole thing so um i wanted to uh I wanted to water walk up to the Zora area, and I did. And I found some really good stuff in um, uh, the uh, Man Under the Bridge. There was a sword there. So I was like, all right, this is going really good so far. Um, I head over to the Zora area, and I see that there is a fire rod on the Zora ledge. Um, And I check Zora and the Moon Pearls there. And it's like, okay, this is going great. If I can just splash delete down to the Zora ledge, I'll have my fire rod. I'll be way ahead. I failed the the splash lease. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to go back for that. Well, I continued to go through most of the seed without the lantern ever showing up and knowing that the fire rod was there and also no sign of flippers. So it was this really interesting balance of looking at everything I had on my tracker and saying, okay, where could the lamp be and where could the flippers be knowing that the fire rod is on the Zora ledge because of all the things that are fire locked and fire rod locked. So um, eventually, I don't remember where exactly the flippers turned up but i was able to kind of pinpoint it because there were like four or five other locations that i knew for a fact the flippers couldn't be because of the fire rod being on the zora ledge so it was kind of fun in that regard and i I eventually finally did pull off a splash delete on like my fourth attempt throughout the seed um to get that fire rod that was very helpful to uh you know obviously collect the rest of the crystals uh and i could do a lot of them in go mode because i knew that there wasn't any you know anything else in there that i was going to need and I kind of figured after failing the splash delete so many times that I was probably going to lose. But then I got all the way up to Aga 2, still didn't see a dot done. Finally, when I was on Ganon, I saw the dot done. I ended up losing by about 100 seconds, which is really even more heartbreaking. You know, it sucks when you think that you're beaten mm-hmm. and then you get so close to the end and you're like, ooh, maybe, maybe, 
maybe I have a chance, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and then you, yeah, you see it on Ganon. So it was a close race overall. And I can say with 100% certainty, and this is no shade against my opponent, but if I would have pulled off the splash delete any of the first three times that I tried it throughout the seed, I obviously would have, would have won that one. So I have no one to blame but myself. After that seed ended, I went and practiced it a million times. I'm confident now if it shows up in another seed, I will be able to pull it off. And and hopefully that's enough consolation to be able to move forward. So uh, that was my first match. Now I'm up against um, uh, somebody who actually posts in our stream promotion pretty pretty frequently. I know that they listen to the show. Arcturus Chusky is my next opponent. So we have some matches scheduled. They'll actually already be over by the time you listen to this because I think we're going to do a Monday and Wednesday um, but yeah, looking forward to those. And then I will either face Dixon again, or I will have to go against my challenge cup or uh, sorry, my league teammate, Tyler salt, which would be very sad. Um, but I think we're pretty evenly matched. So if it comes to that, then I'll look forward to seeing what we can do. So awesome. that's my challenge cup ground level reporting for you. That's the, mm-hmm. the view from, from the temp, right? <laughs> yeah. View from the temp, exactly. Well, um, so yeah, like I said, we'll we'll come back to those when you know we're into brackets and there's a little bit more to discuss. Everyone's just you know playing their matches, doing their best right now, uh, ourselves included. So we'll come back to that. Uh, moving on, uh, before we before I do that, I guess since we've just kind of talked about tour two main tournaments and there's a lot going on, do you guys have any final thoughts on either one of those? Uh, I mean, as you said, they're just kind of getting going. Everyone's playing out their first group matches and getting stuff done. Uh, not not really much to say yet. It's it's looking fun, and everyone's very busy, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, I wanted to throw in a quick mention. A uh, friend of the show, Kaysden, uh messaged me. Um, you know, we, as I uh, edited in Tuesday Temp last time, uh, they're running a Lightspeed tournament, uh, Async. So we, we provided some, you know, uh, links to that if you want to get started with that. Uh, they also messaged me to tell me about another thing that w- they're working on. This is an MSU launcher. So what this does is if you have a lot of MSU folders, once you organize those all together, you use this program and it simultaneously launches Emo Tracker, Live Split, and your emulator with the ROM booted up. And it puts the ROM in the correct MSU folder so that essentially, you know, you pick the MSU pack that you want uh, on this program, then you click run, and it just loads up the game with that MSU pack kind of already loaded up, ready to go. I think the reason that maybe a lot of people don't use MSU packs is they don't fully understand kind of how they work. And I think this is a really great tool to help you to use them more often once you get everything set up because it makes it so easy to get that going. And I also love that it launches Live Split and Emo Tracker and your emulator. I love the idea of just being able to click a button and have everything up for like when you're ready to play rando because there's so many different uh, you know, websites and resources and programs and things that you need to be able to race and stream this game. So I love the idea of it. I'll post a link in the description. It's very much a work in progress, they've told me to to say. Uh, I know they're still working on adding some features and things, but I think, you know, for a free tool that someone just kind of cooked up, I think it's really useful. I can definitely see myself using it some more in the future. And uh, shout outs to folks like Hazen who, you know, Like, I knew something like this was possible, but I don't know how to do it. I wasn't going to do it anytime soon. So I love that folks, you know, share the things that they work on like this to try to help all of us out. Um, So, yeah, check it out. I'll I'll put a link in in the description. Um, 
I wanted to kind of take this opportunity to ask uh, my co-host here a question, have a quick uh, kind of mini discussion here. Do you guys think that ALTTPR is the most accessible randomizer that's currently out there? I think out of principle, I have to say no. It is maybe one of the most accessible randomizers out there, but I don't know every randomizer that's out there and how accessible they are. Well, that doesn't mean no. Just because you don't don't know the answer doesn't well, mean it's uh, let's, no. Let's keep this in mind. So there are a lot of PC game randomizers. And my view on that is um, I think those might actually be easier. Mainly because you're not having to get a BPS patch to patch your 1.0 ROM. You know, we have a website that does that for you, so to speak. But uh, from what I understand, like some of the randomizers on PC, uh, they modify a save file. So legally, they can give you as many save files as they want, you know, if you have the game. So I think that might be categorized as one of the most accessible just because it spits you a save file, you drop it maybe in a directory. I'm not really, I'm not speaking from one particular. I'm just kind of spitballing here, just from what I've seen. Um, you know, after you get that, you boot the game up and you load the save and go. So, I kind of think maybe that might be considered the most accessible as far as how easy it is, because you know we have to get our Japanese 1.0 cartridges dumped to a ROM and then put onto the website. And then it becomes accessible. Uh, that, that's kind of my little mini tangent. But I do think what Herf yeah. said is true. It's definitely one of the most accessible uh, randomizers out there. I think Ocarina of Time Rando is another very accessible randomizer, just because it's kind of the same premise. I believe the easier you make it to play these games, the more popular they can become. And I think it's so it's become so easy to play a link to the past randomizer. Yeah, you do have to go find the ROM or whatever, but you upload it to the website and it does all of the work for you. And then you have things like, you know, Kaysten's tool and, you know, Synac has made a lot of uh, advances in the community with tech that like it fills in so many of the other gaps and automates things for you that I think with any other, you know, console developed randomizer that you would have to emulate or, you know, <clears throat> bump to some other kind of hardware or whatever, yeah. It takes a lot more work and it's harder to get into that community. So I just wanted to kind of note that I, I think that that's a, one thing that's really unique about Randomizer is how the lengths to which we go to make it easy to get into this game. But I will also agree with you, Herf. I don't have firsthand experience with a ton of them. Maybe they are just as accessible, but something tells me that Rando kind of stands out in that regard. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think it's an incredibly accessible Randomizer if you get over the first couple hurdles. I think one thing you might want to, I don't want to nitpick this too much, but I think one, one thing you might want to keep in mind are the built-in randomizers. Admittedly, not a right. lot of games have those yet, and we've talked about them before, and I guess the community for those isn't super huge, but I think those are definitely a lot easier to get into, theoretically at least. Uh, yeah, But, for you sure. know, other than that, I definitely agree that it is extremely accessible. I think that goes hand in hand with what Dante was saying about, you know, like randomized PC games and sharing a save file. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's very easy. I guess I should have been more specific in defining, you know, a randomizer, not just, you know, mixing around elements of a game that maybe a few people will do each day. But like, you know, 
uh, like like Links to the Past Randomizer, Ocarina of Time, you know, all of these games that are being like released as a randomizer mm-hmm. and communities that form around that. Um, I think ALTTPR kind of leads the way in, in you know, making a lot of the stuff behind the scenes to make it work kind of seamless. But yeah, I don't have a lot of experience. I guess that would be, this would be a good time to reach out to, you know, to our listener, to you listening and say, if you have experience of another randomizer and things that they do to make the experience of downloading and playing it easier, especially if it's maybe something that ALTTPR doesn't have, I would love to hear about it. So jump in our Discord and go into the podcast channel and share your experiences. I'm, I think that's an interesting topic to kind of go over. All right, let's move on. So the next thing we have here, there was a little bit of conversation in one of the main uh, ALTTPR, in, in, in the main ALTTPR server in one of those channels about uh, the possibility of adding a button to a tracker that lets you know when you're in go mode, just like a little like light up button for that. Uh, and there was a little bit of controversy about it. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't fully understand what the issue here was, but Dancy, I understand you, you know, have read up on this, have a little bit more of a understanding of kind of what this conversation was about, as well as some opinions of your own. So Dante, go ahead and, and fill us in on this. <laughs> so when this discussion came up, I was obligated to keep up with the talk back and forth. Um, I didn't respond a whole lot, but, uh, you know, I was sitting in front of my computer reading a good bit. Um, and I gotta, I gotta give P-Train a big shout out. P-Train did a good job of, uh, you know, being that voice that was out there uh, with the purple name, uh, a.k.a. one of the council people, just kind of, you know, mitigating and also showing that we're listening, and we are, even though a lot of you probably don't think we are. Um, <laughs> so, basically, what this all came down to uh, an older tracker, okay? So, I don't even think it had V31 logic built into it, uh, and it it was a it was a fork similar uh, like Dunkas it was a fork of cross products and it had a go mode button on it and uh, you could basically once you had seven crystals it would say you were go mode um, if you had the items to beat every single dungeon no matter what you had them marked it would say you were go mode um, and it's not an auto tracker it's fully a manual tracker and the question came up. Um, you know, is, is this a legal functionality? It was, it was kind of a question. And then it devolved into a gigantic argument. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, that's kind of where the, the, the garbage, I guess, ensued. Uh, just because every, everyone had an opinion, and that's, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. Um, uh, we want- what, what were some of the opinions? Well, first off, some of them, it should be banned. Uh, some people wanted, started expanding upon that because it would assume you were in go mode because you could clear a dungeon. Uh, some of the opinions went so far as to say, well, then why can't a map tracker show you what you can do if, you're, if you can kill Aga at this given point in time? And you know, my rebuttal to, to that one in particular is, and I've done this with a map tracker, I, I want to know what my decisions are. I, I'll think about... <clears throat> what I can do after Aga. Aga, the Aga climb is boring. It's slow, um, especially if you don't have boots. So sometimes you can mark Aga manually on your tracker and just say, hey, I've already yeah. done this. And, you know, basically confirm what you know you've got coming up. 
you know, with the little green squares or whatever. Um, people wanted to be able to do that automatically. And I was like, why? Like, just click the button. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. But uh, getting into, that gets into like the predicting tracker thing. Like you, it could get very, pre- uh, what's the word here? Predictory? Uh, it, I don't want trackers giving you predictions of what you can do or what you yeah. should do. Uh, that's that's my hot take. Uh, if if you logically can do something, great. Like if you use Dunkus Tracker and you play casual boots and you don't have the Moon Pearl or the flippers, like Waterfall Fairy is red. It says you can't do it. Same thing goes for Hookshot Cave if you don't have Hookshot. But guess what? You can do it thanks to boots. You could hover Hookshot Cave or you could Water Walk to uh, Waterfall Fairy. You don't need the Moon Pearl to do the out of logic sequence break that show up in trackers. I don't also don't think tracker people, people who make trackers, the developers are not obligated to have every little nook and cranny of logic. Like it's not their job. It's your job. You're the racer. Mm-hmm. So it's a tool to help you. And if, if it screws you, then it screws you. I'm sorry. Like that's probably the best way to put it. Like if you're using it and you're relying on it and it doesn't work out for you, then maybe, maybe you should educate yourself a little more. But I say all that, to bring this back to the starting point, there was just a literal question asked. An innocent question just to clarify rules, which is fine. Like, I want more people to do that. And now, thanks to Synac, <laughs> that's what the Racing Council is. <laughs> so we have uh, an inquiry channel. And uh, I think this is a fantastic move because it don't matter if it's 2 a.m. my time or 2 p.m., if someone starts a discussion in that channel, I'm not obligated to, like, wake up and, you know, mitigate. But I am obligated as a council member to at least read it, you know, understand what's going on, and, you know, start forming my own opinion about it. The problem is, uh, like, with the tracker discussion, so many people chimed in so fast that half the council hadn't even looked at it. And so there was, like, this huge discussion going on, and it was, like, you know the meme where like the guy walks in with pizza and he's all excited and then the room's on fire? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of what meme. that channel was. Um <laughs> so putting on our shadow council robes as some people have called it. Uh the way the inquiries will work, people will submit them, they come up to the council. We can discuss them internally if we feel like that we would like the community to weigh in their opinion, which we have asked for many times and we will Mm -hmm. many times in the future. Um, you know, assuming more glitches are found, that's a kind of the stipulation. Uh, we can unlock the council channel for everybody to talk in, but right now it's locked because there's no reason to have it unlocked. We can, uh, we do have a racing talk channel and people have still been voicing their opinion about, uh, trackers in there. And the glorious part of that is that I am not contractually obligated to <laughs> take a look at that. <laughs> mm. um, I have been, to be honest, but uh, I don't I don't feel as uh, burned out from it, I guess, as a way of putting it. Like, I don't feel like it's an obligation anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, because people if people want to talk about something, I, I've got no issue with them talking about it, sharing their thoughts. But I also but you don't shouldn't be want- obligated to have to read it. Yeah, I don't want to feel obligated to have to. It, it, nothing feels worse than like, all right, I've got ten minutes. Let me see if there's any pings I need to respond to, like while you're at work, and you click on Racing Council, and there's like 
250 plus unread messages. And it's like, nope, not right now. Uh, <laughs> doing that later. Uh, just yeah. because, and, and the more, the more you have that happen, the more often I think it's a, a degradation to like racing council, uh, as a whole where people are like, I don't want to keep doing this. And then people, mm-hmm. people leave the council, which turnover is good. Um, anyway, that's the whole spiel. So yeah, that's the change no, with that's racing council. Uh, I think that's a good move. Uh, thanks to Synac for making an- yet another bot to make this possible for us and automate the process. Yeah, I think this is a really smart change and, and decision implementation. And it's the kind of thing where I think as just a regular member of the community, when you tell me about this, I'm like, oh, well, whatever. I mean, the channel wasn't good enough. Like, what, what's the big deal? And then to hear you break down and explain from your side, you know, how much of a burden it burden it is to have to go back and read all these chats and people's opinions and, you know, frankly, like shit posts, you know, that yeah. are in this council when you have to try to understand what's going on there and do your job. So uh, I could see how that would be extremely annoying to have to do after a year, two years, three years, you know, and, and, and cause a lot of burnout. So hearing that this is implemented to try to fight that and keep the council more informed and make sure people have a direct line to you guys to communicate their, you know, issues or concerns or whatever, it, it just seems really smart. I hadn't thought of it like that at all and until you explained it that to way. To kind of like put a bow on this and we'll tie it up after this. Like when the tracker discussion started, the very innocent question, I was so livid at just everyone spouting their opinion saying they should do this. They should do that. Like make this happen because yeah. no, you're wrong. I'm right. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. By the time I had scrolled up and was able to find the person who asked that original question, I was already like taxed. But after I was able to, like, mark where that was and then walk away, come back and then read it, it was like, this actually was a legitimate question. And that's that's what we're here for is to help, uh, you know, if there is a question about rulings of how things can operate, I'd rather people ask than assume something. And then, you know, then obviously it's like, oh, now we got to do the weird thing of DQing you because you did X, Y, Z and that's not allowed. So... You know, kudos, kudos to asking. That's that's kind of the smart way to do it, I think. Um, if yeah. you if you think about all of this, it it was really a problem for both sides because as Stanty was saying, it's just a chore to read through so much crap and stuff before even finding what it was all about in the first place. But it was also a detriment for everyone who wanted to have like a, an actual discussion or had an actual question in that channel. Because mm-hmm. you asked something or you brought up a topic and immediately it would just be like one group Gone. fighting another, discussing over everything and people, you know, it's like, it would turn into like a bar fight where people started throwing their drinks and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it was just not good for either side, neither the council for actually figuring out what's going on or getting any valuable feedback or for people who wanted to have like an actual meaningful part in all of the discussion and everything that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I can't stop thinking of a bunch of community members like in a saloon having like a, yeah. a bar fight. Like one <laughs> one guy like punches a piano player in the face, another guy like takes him on the bar and like slides him across all the bottles. Yeah, that's Take- exactly what was going on in my head. And that's what <laughs> it feels like in there whenever something comes up that not a majority of people can agree on, or even like if anything comes up in there. 
taking off uh, my council hat for a moment <laughs> and just putting on the podcast only hat where we can just say things. You know, mm-hmm. talking about seeing that in in a bar, I can totally see the three of us trying to have a in person episode at like Speed Gaming Live, having a couple <laughs> drinks, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody's mad that someone hovered, and you know, now they're beating them up, and it's like I totally knew they'd beat somebody up. Like you could totally see that, <laughs> but like all all yeah. over this, like can't we just play the game and have some fun, you know? But yeah. <laughs> they they kick open those swinging doors and they're like auto tracking should be illegal. <laughs> start shooting into the air. Yeah. Oh man, it's the wild west. <laughs> all right, let's cover some quick GMP community updates. So we have been pretty busy behind the scenes uh, planning some things, planning some things. Uh, Mentor Tournament, as it's no surprise, we will be having a Mentor Tournament 2021. We're not quite ready for the... (laughs) Yes, yes, we're doing it. Whether you want to or not. Herf wasn't there. Uh, We don't have any... We don't have any official announcements yet, but we will very soon. We've already had uh, some planning meetings and things. Everyone behind the scenes is very excited to uh, to put this on. So uh, just stay tuned if you're interested in participating or giving back and being a mentor or restreaming. We will have some details for you pretty soon on all of that. In the meantime, we've got our Friday multi, uh, multi-worlds multi going on still. Um, we've got our grudge matches every other week or so, um, bi-weekly uh, seed restreams and of course uh as you'll hear a little bit more about later on in this episode we have challenge cup restreams which Bombs. we haven't done any yet but oh. they should be getting getting going pretty soon pog indeed no i pog said indeed. bombs like i thought we were talking about oh. bombs today <laughs> oh no sorry yeah i thought you just said pog um but yeah no um pog we'll, we'll do the bomb thing maybe next time is that okay because we we already recorded this interview mm-hmm. so maybe next time we'll do the bombs yeah, we'll just, maybe we'll just when, not. when i'll be mysteriously absent from uh, my <laughs> microphone not, i'm not doing a bombs episode i'm sorry I'm i mean make... that was not a bit i would love to talk about bombs i just know that her <laughs> yeah, that's never... our greatest fear that's yeah, that's what happens when we wake up at night sweating profusely <laughs> bomb episode Oh, God, it was just a nightmare. Oh, Thank God, God, I was just dreaming about the blue bombs. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Biweekly Seeds, episode 71, we did an all-dungeon boots, which you don't see every day. But it was fun. I liked this one. I played it uh, pretty early on, um, right in the middle of the pack in terms of timing, as I normally am. But uh, it was it was all, all in all not too bad. I liked this one. Uh, episode 72, I think we should, I think it stands to reason we should just do a standard for this one since we're talking about the Challenge Cup. Mm-hmm. Is everybody on board with that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, that's an easy one. Open and shut. So that means cool. it's right. going to have the big pool of four swords and the silvery bow arrows, right? And, that's and, right. And yep. the mail upgrades. Mm-hmm. All right. And of course, we'll we'll do the, the random uh, so it's not going to be like sword of shirt or anything. It's you could get bombs in there, and then you're going to wish you had that bomb episode to tell you a little bit about how to handle. Oh, that. that's no. so serene. <laughs> I oh thought you God. were like, yeah, and of course we're going to play rando and not actually the vanilla game. I'm like, yeah. Uh, no, damn. I meant random swords. <laughs> random swords. I should have been more specific. Oh my God. Cool. All right, are we ready to get into interview world? Let's yeah, it looks do like it. Ridley's about here. So let's let's uh let's get him on in here and make this happen. All right, Swan Dive. Welcome back to the Go Mode Podcast. Up next, we are pleased to welcome our guest, Ridley Dragon. Ridley, how are you doing today? Oh, 
I'm doing all right. I just got wiped out of the first round of the tournament I'm in, but uh, doing okay otherwise. I just, oh, I, legitimately, like like an hour before recording this, I, w- I was up 1-0 and did a doubleheader and lost both legs of it. Ooh. Yeah. No, that's oh, one of my 15 seconds, so it's really been a special day. Yeah. Uh, so tournament canceled, I would assume. From yeah, uh, we're, mean... this is the announcement here. Uh, we're definitely, <laughs> the, the tournament is over. Uh, no, it's double elimination. We're actually not out. It's just double elimination. I'm, I'm one of right, the slowest right. matches out there, I think. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, no, well, that, that hurts. And uh, I appreciate you being here after no, it's fun. Um, yeah. you know, dealing with that. Uh, thanks for taking some time to speak with us. So the reason that we wanted to have Ridley Dragon on the show is uh, because he is one of the main admins of the Challenge Cup. And we've received some requests in the past to have a conversation about the Challenge Cup, you know, things like the history of it, how it got to where it is now, what it's like to run one of the largest tournaments in the randomizer community. So we're going to get into all of that. But before we do, let's learn a little bit more about Ridley Dragon. So um, Ridley, how did you get into A Link to the Past randomizer to start with? Um, this is weird because I'm having a hard time remembering. It, it's it's mm. it was a it was four or five years ago at least. I, I I think I was a part of the blind running community first, and I got into that from watching GDQ. They did like a blind so- showcase, and I went, "Oh, that's something I think I could do." So I, I what's do, a blind do that. showcase? Uh, so that is when you race a game to a specific goal that you've never played before. Oh, okay, okay, and you're blind to the game is what it means. Uh, we we call it, it. They tend to call it more mystery now, but back then it was called blind. Uh, I still do those mystery tournaments. Shout shout out to uh, mystery tournament. <laughs> uh, yeah. So who runs those? How, who puts those on? Uh, they have their own Discord. It's a mystery tournament. I think it's. Uh, I can't remember the name. It's been a, a while since there has been one. Mm. Uh, Blasphemous Roar runs it. Runs it. Alpha Five. It, it, it's but but there was a couple of people in those days that ran. Link to the Past randomizer, and Link to the Past has always been my favorite game, so hearing that there was a randomizer got me very excited. I started running, I think right after they they changed it from, like, you could find pendants in chests to the to the pendants are always on bosses. Mm. So I think Herf, like, what, what version is that? Oh, God. Let's put you on the spot. Do you remember? Uh, 30, earlier than 30. Hmm. Her, if you don't remember, I, I remember. don't remember. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty like twenty early, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Like it was, yeah, twenty four, yeah. maybe something like that. Fourteen, maybe. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you were definitely an early adopter. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, you know, it's it, and I, I enjoy playing it. I'm not that good, which is part of the reason why I, I started this whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've never, I've never placed in the top one twenty eight of anything. Mm. You gotta try. You gotta yeah. try really hard to do that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's my main thing. Is like how hard you have to try to do it, and it's yeah, you gotta, it me you gotta start time. running practice things, and and it's uh, I don't, I don't, I can't do. I don't have time to do that. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on that note, um, like how often do you get to play now? Like it's how you know, obviously you're in the Challenge Cup, so you've got at least you know two or three races a week. But before the Challenge Cup, like how often would you play? hit maybe once or twice a week on the ladder where mm-hmm. I, I used to run an awful lot more but uh you know it, it, it's uh yeah maybe twice a week on the ladder i usually i don't run the hard stuff on the ladder i don't run the mystery or the uh the entrance randomizer i tried that once that went bad <laughs> <laughs> four hours later on each seed 
Right, right. That sounds pretty uh, pretty similar to, to about how often I play and, and where as well on the ladder a couple times a week. So very cool. Yeah, Tim's definitely a cross keys main. <laughs> yeah, cross. I mean, it's cross keys or nothing. That's my catchphrase. Everyone knows. Cross I'm, keys or I'm always saying that. Yeah, cross, <laughs> I was. I was. Uh, that's my ad, thing. An admin for one season of the cross keys tournament, and that was. It was. It was one of those. There was a year right aside. I'm just going to say yes to everybody asking me things, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't do any of it particularly well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah those, too thin. Th- those are good good guys. Uh, God bless all of you who could play cross keys and enjoy it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So speaking of tournament administration, um, let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, current tor- tournament that you are an admin of, the Challenge Cup. When did uh, that you get started with the Challenge Cup? It, you were you the one that actually yes. started it? Yes. Okay. No, it was it was that that one I can actually lay a claim to fame. It was it was one hundred. It was actually directly me. Um, Excellent. There, there's the, so in 2017 there was a, there was a normal secondary tournament run by the main tournament people. Um, it, there was maybe I, I think like 70 or 80 people in it. Like it wasn't that huge, but it was for people who didn't didn't qualify for the for the main tournament uh, when they had a qualifier. 2018 they had one of the craziest ideas I've ever seen, which is a 512 person Swiss <laughs> Swiss tournament, which oh, yeah. they everyone involved swore never again. And then I mm. think that they did two tournaments at a time a year that year. So the fall tournament, they said we're going to do a, 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 a top one twenty eight make it, but um, we're just not going to do a secondary tournament. We don't have the capacity to do it, and we don't really want there to. They didn't say I don't know, they didn't really want there to be one, but they didn't want they they were okay with someone else doing it, but they they wanted it very separate from the main tournament, so they didn't have to like get involved. Sure, we've gotten more close with the main tournament now that we're more established. Like we, hmm. Synac still is our tech guy, which isn't ideal for Synac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to be everyone's tech guy. Speaking of being spread thin, that's that's yeah, a guy. Definitely, who, definitely. He he. he uh, I don't. This would be a nightmare without that bot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah. So so I, I I just kind of rose my hand and said, listen, if I don't make it, um, I I'd be fine running a really simple tournament. It would just be it, the plan was just. We'll match what the main tournament does, and we're not planning to do any restreams, and we're not planning to do any uh, extravagant stuff. We'll just throw up a challenge, and we'll we'll take it from there. And then, like all of a sudden, the the interest immediately was was pretty high. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we had still it was still like eighty or ninety people that first tournament, and but all of a sudden, like Zelda speed speed runs, who was our our main t- uh, tournament person uh, people. Like, like mm-hmm. they're, they're, our, they're our primary restreamer. Sorry, guys. Sure. No, you're good. Yeah, like restream partner. It's it's tough to figure out what to like call them. Yeah, no, they're they're our primary restream partner. Uh, they'll they'll, yeah. they'll do finals. Uh, that's the way I put it. Um, mm-hmm. and they they immediately were like, oh yeah, we got we got we're, we're not running Ocarina of Time stuff right now, so we got all sorts of time, sorts of space available. We'd be happy to do it, and like it just kind of ran away on itself. How much of the success of the Challenge Cup would you attribute to that partnership? To ZSR? Oh, I, I think there would still be a Challenge Cup. I don't think there would be 160 people in it. Mm. I, I, I think it would be it would still be a pretty small thing. I, I mean, we, we ran with some other channels that are no longer with us at that time, too. But a, mm. a large part of it, and a large part of it is just because we brought Trezgo in as, as one of the uh, admins, and we'd be hopelessly lost without Trezgo. 
Tresco is the main Discord he's admin the main, for the, he's the Ocarina main of person time. in charge of uh, Zelda speedruns. We now have two ZSR admins on our admin team. We have Tresco and Lost the Pirate, and they're they're tr- tremendously great. Okay, I know Tresco is the admin for the Ocarina of Time randomizer yeah. Discord, but they do more than that. They do a lot. They, oh, they yeah. do a lot. Yeah. They do. They've been they've been dipping into a ton of Zelda two and a ton, and more link to the past stuff. I think where the biggest link to the past thing they do. They do some, I think. I think they do a little bit of uh, the NMG tournament, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah, ZSR is running uh, the NMG tournament on, oh. on their network. They're I also, uh, I think, Boyne's the one running it. But obviously, ZSR is doing the restreams. Um, in addition to all that, uh, from what I understand, like Tresco, to to kind of explain it maybe to you, Tim, uh, he would yeah. probably be the guy if you're just in the Ocarina of Time community that a rando community that that's like in a way they're Senac where mm. <laughs> yeah spread thin has hands basically in everything trying to make everything you know a better place uh basically tries to have some involvement in everything ran on the ZSR network so uh I think unless things changed I know last season he was Tresco was also an admin of the cross keys tournament that we mentioned um, yeah Tres- so Tresco because does a lot because that's also on the ZSR network. Uh, at least it has been the last two years. So, yeah, like basically just uh, all around, all around guide gets doing everything. <laughs> uh, another admin gotcha. of mine now is because because last year we got we got a, a, a good second stream partner, which is uh, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called the Go Mode Podcast. Mm. Um, uh, one of uh, the admins this year we had you had they sound awful. Began was Lumaga. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, like I'm, I, I think I'm here to tell you basically, Lumaga's firing all of you. I think that's. Oh, oh okay. Damn it. Good well, to know. I accept Lumaga's decision because he is way smarter He's than the boss. No. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. It, it honestly is a long time coming. Uh, no, yeah, Lumaga is is a wonderful admin for us with uh, the mentor tournament and even you know just yeah. being a Discord moderator and and has been super involved with the league and a bunch of other tournaments. So it's it's incredible to hear that um, yeah, he's able to help you guys out. There's a lot of overlap, understandably, in this tournament and the mentor tournament. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this 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 tournament really it really the, the focus on this isn't just for new players. It's for people who like, hey, you guys want to play in the main tournament, but you didn't make the main tournament. Instead of just sitting on your hands, let's 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 play each other. Yeah. So would you say that like participation is kind of the the main yes. purpose of the tournament? Yeah. Yes. That's kind of the sense that I get too. Is it's not necessarily you know where the mentor tournament tournament is about improving and growing and getting better and getting involved in the tournament. The challenge cup does all of that too, but it's almost just more of a byproduct. That, it, it's a of, it's a side it's a happy side effect. Yeah. 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 We exactly. we're we're not That's aiming awesome. to 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 teach people how to play Link to the Past or anyways. In fact, it's probably I. I some people call this a low skill tournament. I actually think it's more of a mid skill tournament. Um, mm-hmm. If you're if you're really 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 brand new, you want to hit the mentor tournament because you're just going to get pretty smoked in the in, in the early rounds of this thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about: you mentioned before that the Challenge Cup generally tries to mirror what the main tournament is doing. Can you recall some times where a Challenge Cup had to kind of call an audible and do something well, different we, than the we, main tournament? We, we don't do the exact same rules every year. Uh, the first year we did the exact same rules down to the round robin, and that um, was painful <laughs> for a, tor- a tournament <laughs> admin. You don't, hey, hey, everybody, if you're doing uh, group stages, GSL-style double eliminations is always the way to go because every match everyone plays is meaningful to them. 
if you do a round robin, there's going to be some matches that don't mean anything to them, and everyone is busy. So yeah. some people are going to just drop. Some people are going to just not play. Some people are going to forfeit in 30 seconds. Like, it's 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 a way to have a bad time. Double elimination, <laughs> four-person pools, every match is important. Yeah. And, you know, when you are given a opponent, I think that's a, there, it's a yes. lot easier to take action there than, like, Pick one of these four other people six, and see when you can get other, together. Six, six other, other people, people. yeah. And that was that was the big difference in 2017 is we made six-person groups, and that was not a good idea. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I did directly benefit from that, so yeah, I'm not going to yeah, complain you, too much. Um, <laughs> but. We, we, uh, but what we usually do is because we, we are we – are, the main tournament is a high-skill tournament is the way I would phrase it. Top 128 runners, you, you're, Andy's going to play there. Ben, when he used to play, is going to play there. You're going to run into some really, really, really good people. Um, this is a mid-skill tournament. So they're playing on hard this year. We're playing on normal item pool. Yeah. Like, we, like we, uh, we, we usually just do, do, do one step easier is what we try to do. Well, I personally really appreciated that. I got my butt handed to me in those qualifiers on hard standards. But yeah, and those, are, those are breath of fresh air. Yeah, going that, back. That's a high skill. It's it's a yeah. hard thing. It's it's obviously harder, and it's it's great if you're in the top 128. It makes it more exciting and less less of the same thing everyone runs. But sure. if you're not in the top 128, uh, it's it can get kind of rough. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so uh, as mentioned before, by being kind of the overflow tournament of the main, uh, it's it's open invitation. Anyone who wants to be in is in. Well, you guys are always so good about accommodating that. You kind, Go ahead. kind of. There, there, there okay. are some like we, we had a problem the first year where somebody who was a top five racer decided not to enter the main tournament and decided, ah, I just want to win, win this Challenge Cup tournament. Mm. So we so. That caused a lot of consternation among the player base. So if you're wondering why we have like a pa- a, a two paragraph long eligibility requirements, that's why. That makes sense. It, yeah, it boils down to if you belong in the main tournament, do not play in this tournament, please. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah let's talk about that right now because that is another kind of unique uh, topic to the Challenge Cup is that in being this mid skill tournament, you don't want people who are good enough to be in the 128, you know, or, or comfortably in the 128 to be competing in the Challenge Cup because they're just going to steamroll everyone and it's not right. as fun. There's this term called smurfing yes. that I've heard before. Yeah, tell us about smurfing. What does that mean? Um, it's a term mostly I learned from Overwatch mm. <laughs> where somebody, somebody they, they have something called smurf accounts where people who are really, really good and are, are in like the silver and gold levels of, of playing Overwatch, like the set of almost a semi-professional, they'll make they'll buy a second copy of the game and play a second account so they can just warm up on uh, way lower skill uh, people. Mm. Like they get match they get match rate of easier people. Yeah, uh, and it's called smurfing. I don't know I why see. where the term came from. I think it's an old internet like computer computer term. But it's basically, it's 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 dropping down a level just so you just so you can win more. And, and not have to try really hard. Do you think uh, that people do that sort of maliciously, or it's just oh, I missed the main one. I want to get into the second well, one. Well, if you miss you the know? main one and you tried to make it, then that's 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 you belong in the tournament. That's They're fine. Eligible. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, there, there, there are people who just don't who make the main tournament, 
in years past, and then they don't try try to make it again, and they just yeah I, yeah I just got back into it. Like like some people do it by accident, but but I think there were people in those early years who were definitely doing it because I want to win. Hmm. It's yeah, not that was my question. A mostly. great yeah, was... way to go about things. I we we had one mistake this year, which was just we just missed whiffed on um, reading an eligibility thing. That was that was a, an error in writing a rule. Mm. And uh, well, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had one or two of those uh, running and the it mentor was, it tournament. It was someone who was really on the bubble, but I just you just you kind of have kind of have to enforce it. Sure. Uh, yeah. But it's not. Well, that's why you write the rules down so that yeah. you know you can be like, hey, my hands are tied. It's it's the rules. You know, rules are rules. <laughs> yeah, so. and I mean everything's gonna be different. But nowadays, yeah. I think we make a very a big deal about it enough where people aren't going to do it on purpose because they're gonna get called out over it. Yeah. Uh, there, there are mistakes. Mistakes do happen. Sure, sure. Um, so going back to talking about restreaming, um, what percentage of the matches now would you say are being restreamed by various channels? Oh, man. So last year, we really only had two channels restreaming at all. We had Goma mm-hmm. Podcast uh, doing about half of the group stage, stage and ZSR doing half of the group stage, and then became, it slowly went like... 70-30 ZSR in the brackets, and then as we went on and on, it was became semifinals and all ZSR. Now, we have all of these channels that came out of the woodwork this year. This is a new thing for this year, where, hey, we want to follow these, these six or seven runners because they're from Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and we're, we're, we're specifically running, running a Nordic Restream channel. So my my race was against somebody from Sweden. So my races were on this channel called Nordic Randomizer, uh, run by Nobly the Foreigner. They're really, really cool guys, but it made mm-hmm. me feel a little bit like I was the road team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, but we we also we have a number of I think we have four or five foreign language channels running now, and they really just focus on the the, the their their main runners. Couple of runners from the French community, couple of runners from the from the Spanish-speaking community, couple of runners from the Brazilian community, and they they take all of those pretty much. Uh, and then for just general running, I, I mean, we have an unbelievably huge amount of matches this year because mm-hmm. we have 160 people, which was totally unexpected. Wow. Uh, so I I would say maybe. 10 to 15% get restreamed, but that's not like no one's doing restreams. ZSR right. does four or five a day. I know GMP hasn't gotten up and running quite yet. Yeah. Uh, but they're probably going to do a couple a day. Yeah, I've, I I understand they're close to kind of getting that. I think uh, Amerith, who's kind of our yeah. restream queen, was getting the guidelines together to share with our restreamers. Well, I, I, so I'm going to be one of the people restreaming for you because ZSR right. doesn't need my help this year. They 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 you guys do. So so I'm actually going to I have the computer and and all the stuff to do it. So I will be a restreamer for you guys. I'm just waiting for the Sweet. for the green light. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they should be going soon, but um, we're looking forward to putting those on. But uh yeah, as of today, it's it's like 10% and it's not like and it's not because there's not a lot of restreams. It's because yeah. there's just a lot of races. We we had 23 matches yesterday. Wow. In our tournament, forget about the main tournament. We had right. 23 matches in our tournament yesterday. Jeez. Yeah. So so what does it take when you have that those kinds of numbers, you know, from an admin behind the scenes standpoint? Uh, like you, um Yeah, what's going on? A, a very supportive supportive uh, uh co-admins and re- and restreamers. I want to mm-hmm. give a really big shout out because uh 
to Alizun, Lost the Pirate, Lumaga, Trezco, and Zell. They they are they they've been doing a, I would say the lion's share of the work. I, I've been undergoing some life stuff where, where I haven't been, been as involved as I've been. Like like in the first one, I think I did everything basically by myself. Uh, we we had Zell and a couple other people, and Alizun, uh, helping out with some small things. But I I, I literally I would enter in all the results myself. Mm. And uh, we changed that, thank God, this year. <laughs> Where yeah. it helps a lot if you let people enter your own matches. It gets it, it is shaky for the first few days, is what we're finding. Is people just don't follow instructions that well sometimes. Sure. Yeah. But, but imagine um, that. After, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you get we, we get drilled in the first few days, it's it seems to go okay. Um that relieves a lot of the behind the scenes effort. Um We'll have the uh, once the tournament is running, it doesn't matter as much how many people there are. Okay. Um, it kind of because they everyone schedules themselves. Yeah. The re, it goes on. They they fill out a Google form that goes onto a big sheet that that the restreamers can get. And then go. Oh, we'll take this match, this match, this match. Hey, can we get comms and trackers? Yeah. Um. And you don't have to do an awful lot. You, you have to answer. You, you answer a million questions. Is what really happens. You answer a million <laughs> questions, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and you you got to correct some correct things that 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 are done in mistakes. Some somebody p- fills out a form wrong. Somebody has to change their time. It, it's small things like that. The the heavy lift I find is before the tournament when you have to work out the rules exactly. You have to get people signed up correctly, but once the tournament is going, it kind of runs itself. And it's very nice. Uh, yeah, I mean the main, the main even more so because they have all all, all sorts of wonderful like software to do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, automation so, yeah. is and so it's, important. It's just the only person who knows how to do that is Synac, and mm-hmm. you can't ask Synac to do that for more than one tournament. That's just not right. <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah. I had a ahead, I had a question. You know, kind of when you guys, you know, I, me being involved with the league, you know, and I, I I'm not involved with the main tournament or. You know, I'm, all, I'm. I guess you'd say I'm involved with mentor tournament as well. Um, the planning stage for you guys, especially this year. Uh, do you guys? You know, this is I think what the third year the Challenge Cup has actually been a thing, or the third like running of it. This uh, is the third Challenge Cup, yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so my question: <clears throat> Do you guys kind of wait and like kind of have an idea uh, of wait and see what the main tournament's going to do, yep. and then we can take a spin from that? Or, yep. I mean. Do you guys okay? I didn't know if you guys had any like potential like conversations with the main admins, you know, ahead of time saying, "Hey, what's your uh, guys' plan?" I, I talked to Sinak and I have a pr- pretty pretty good uh, lifeline to each other. Okay, so um, I generally when their when their rules are in a draft form, I, I get a peek at them. Gotcha, and, and, and that makes sense. I I, I, I hate. I, I, they, the main tournament knows I do this, so this is this is fine. But I I, I straight up uh, uh, I'll just alter their rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and that makes sense because I mean, a lot of people, uh, it, to me, it just it makes sense even if it's a separate entity entirely. You know, of having another group of folks to run a tournament for those who were not able to make it. You know, past the qualifying stage, because obviously, if we had another. God, even a 256-person tournament in the main tournament, I think those admins, are like that one team, would lose their mind trying to get that all configured. So it's, uh, you know, I think it's awesome that there's, 
you know, another group of people who are like, all right, let's, you know, pick up where there's a need because obviously people want to race each other and potentially get better at the game. It, 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 it's nice to have totally a totally separate group of six or seven people who, who run that part, that particular 160 people versus everybody running the same 256 people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there would still, Definitely. 256 wouldn't capture everybody. Right. Still be yeah, I, I don't think cold. it's. Yeah, I don't think it's bad to copy their rules, and I don't. I wouldn't look at that as like a laziness oh, thing so much as like you know you want it to be very similar to start with, and then make the modifications you need for your own tournament. That makes sense to me. You know, I, I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and also we basically have where the main tournament can talk about this for, for months and months and months. We we have to wait for the main tournament to be done talking about it. So we we have like a month at the most. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it's it's we definitely they they do a lot of heavy lifting rules wise. Like like we don't do very much of that. We're, we're, the whole purpose of the tournament is so people who miss the main tournament group stage can play in their own group stage. Right. We'll lower one one bit of difficulty and that's it. Yeah. We kind of talk a lot to the main tournament, um, in setup, but as we go along, there we're just so busy for our tournaments that maybe we check in. I mean. Lamaga is a com commentary moderator on the main tournament. Uh, I'm a commentator on the main tournament, but I don't do it as, as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we're involved with each other, but on the admin side, I, maybe maybe I ask Sinek a question about the bot here and there. That's about it, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I do sure. want to bring this up, too. We were talking about you know times where things were different. Um, potentially, and I, I can't recall, uh, Temp might actually could have answered this for me, but uh, was was there any idea in 2019, the last main tournament, because I know we had some weird rules where you could change one mode, like the loser of game yeah. one, so did you guys follow that to the T, or did you have something different? We for that? had different modes, we had slightly different modes, we did let people change, but we, we, we felt that retro, for instance, was not appropriate for a mid-skill tournament. Okay. Yeah, we thought that was that was maybe too difficult. So I think we changed that to yeah. I don't remember what. Exactly. That's a, another good example of a change made from the main to the challenge cup. Yeah, to we make it we, we, we want to lower the difficulty accessible. a little bit. That's all we want. Yeah, that's good. So I guess like another hurdle, you know, kind of kind of jumping ship here just a little bit. Um, you know, obviously 128 is a nice. Uh, I'll call it a round uh -huh. number. It is in forms of brackets. Um, cause it's what divisible by four and two or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> so with you guys, uh, you know, it's all right. Everybody can sign up, uh, and you, you run the risk of having a pretty big tournament and you said you had what 160 this year, which I think 160. is 160. Yeah. It's pretty huge. Um, so, you know, I guess, uh, can you elaborate on some of the hurdles with that? Like, was there maybe 161 or 162 and unfortunately with the way things were going and pairing the the last one or two people couldn't join we, or they were no, put on a waiting we, list we, we we go the other way so what happens is we we have a, a sign up end time mm -hmm. the the way that these gsl style double elimination pools are is you kind of have to have groups of four it really right. really doesn't work with, with anything else like you can have a weird group of three and then you have to give them some sort of like penalty in the bracket it, it, it's a bad idea so yeah. what we, tends to happen is we wind up in a number between i think we wind up with 158 or something like that so we close hmm. the general one off and we then we, we reach out to people and saying hey we need two more people to sign up if you miss the sign up 
the first two people to DM me are in and are eligible. Yeah. So we gotcha. we, we kind of pushed to make sure we get to that 160, and then we had a couple of, of drops, and we had we had that weird eligibility thing, and then then we just, we just kind of reach out to people and saying, hey, who who missed this? Who who screwed up signing up on the challenge? And, and first person that came back to me gets gets to be subbed in right away. I don't think we can do that yeah. now a weekend, but but day day one or day yeah. two we can definitely re- re- reset things and start start that start that half of the group again. Yeah, because yeah. I imagine that you know it can be very cumbersome you know especially with week one and honestly you know with the main having some weird things going on you know with we had we, one person uh, drop out of the main the and main then, call, the main main called someone someone up on me yeah calling ben Teasy up that was like yeah ben Teasy got called up <laughs> and you know it was it's it's a great opportunity and it keeps the main oh, i guess in a more level playing field and that gives <laughs> well, no you know, it's, it's 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 more people got to play but i was able to find another sub in, in a matter of two minutes yeah so it was well, that's good yeah, it, it wasn't like I was hard up and someone got a buy. It, it was oh, this happened day two, so we're just gonna sub. It. We're just gonna replace that person, replace this person, and and we're good. Yeah, cool. Like I think if it happened, it can't happen now. It's too late now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so last year they they did they did retro and they had normal hard and I think it's like extreme difficulty as an option. That was 2018. That had all that. So I think I think in 2018 you guys I know didn't have. Hard, like expert and maybe hard. I'm not sure. No, about we, hard. Tw- 2019 was the one where you could switch the switch the the um the one thing about the race. Right, and it was mm. usually just small things like um yeah, uh, like assured sword or six six as the goal instead of seven right. seven. Yeah, yeah, we had we had those. Uh, I think we added in Triforce Hunt instead of adding in Retro. Gotcha. Okay, because oh. that's an easier <laughs> mode. It's fun. Why didn't I pick Triforce Hunt when I was in the bracket? You have to change one thing. Do you want to change Triforce Hunt, or do you want to do less That's... crystals, or do you want to do uh, standard? I don't even remember what I ended up doing. Actually, I always, I always lowered. I think crystals. I kept it pretty by the books. I always lowered crystals. Now mm. we're just stuck playing standard. Yeah, <laughs> standard I think only. I think everyone, from a tournament organizer standpoint, so much easier. Yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, sure. it's it's do, doing the weird switching things someone would screw something up someone would change two things and suddenly you got to redo the match and like uh and then you have to like for a restream you have to mark what's on the restream and the restreamers hated that uh we had to have the bot be very precise so if somebody entered something in wrong it, it would screw up and we'd have to manually load a seed this one, we yeah. just like go into the, the to the channel, type in an exclamation point CC, and off you go. That's Beautiful. pretty good. And it's what that's also what's making 160 people possible. If it was like last year's tournament with 160 people, I don't know what would happen. Yeah, you got to automate. If you can automate, like yeah. you said, the number doesn't even matter at a certain point because everyone's just doing all their own work. We've consistently grown every year, which is wild to me. Yeah, I mean, not surprising. Rando gets more and more popular. Uh, and more and more people I'm, want to play. I'm waiting for people to not want to play rando, but they just they they're so good at keeping it fresh in uh in on, on the software side the the the, the VTorp and, and his crew. Yeah, like they're yeah. Incredibly, yeah, sure. incredibly good. Yeah. Um, so Dante did take some time to compile some stats. I thought it'd be fun to kind of go over this as sort of the the last thing that we look at here. Uh, we were curious if participation in the Challenge Cup is a good 
you know, is good at preparing people to get into future main tournaments. So, Dante, tell us about what you learned here when you uh, compiled these stats. So, uh, I got to give a big shout out to my friend Skeeter uh, five seven three, who is he's in the Challenge Cup this year, um, and he he kind of helped me do this in Excel like super fast because I suck at Excel. But uh, what we did was we took the twenty seventeen uh, secondary starting there. And then we took the 2018 and 19 Challenge Cups and then compared it to all of the qualifiers for future only. Like, basically, if it's 2017, it's all of the future mains. If it was 2018 Fall Challenge Cup, it was only 19 and 20, so on and so forth. That way, we kind of have some... I'm not going to say these are 100% accurate, okay? This is very rough estimations, but just to go through these really fast... Uh, from the 2017 Fall Secondary Tournaments, 16.67% uh, of the entrants from that made a future main tournament, which I think is pretty good. And what's crazy is that's the lower one. Uh, yeah. The 2018 Fall Challenge Cup, if you actually go through and look at that list, there are a lot of folks that are very, uh, we'll say rando household names. Uh, if, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're in the community, you've probably heard of these names before, but 33.33% uh, by our calculations made a future main tournament, which is pretty crazy. Um, oh, I was then, in Plasma Kappa's group, by the way. Oh, wow. See, he's listed in <laughs> fifth place. Yeah, I was in Plasma Kappa. He smoked me twice. It was it was close. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, there were some really, really good people in that tournament. I think that was like when a lot of people. I'm, I'm, got looking, at, I'm looking at this started, list now. This, this is this is wild to me. Trinex yeah. is here. Alzun, yeah. Alzun's an, an admin. He's now like he's like ranked 60, 60th or something now. Mm -hmm. Scrub Casual, who's who's been in, in the main tournament a few times now. And see, and here's how yeah. I know that the stats wrong because uh, Relkin was entered as Relkin ninety six in that fall mm. twenty eighteen Challenge Cup, and that one's actually not got a mark beside it. So that kind of changes the stats, but either way, it's still like uh, there's just a ton, you've, a ton of people here that you see in it. Um, advancing w ahead, Walter the fourth. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, advancing to the 2019. That one's in the middle at 21.43 percent. But uh, even with these estimations, and we've already proven, like I already proved myself, they're not 100 percent accurate. But just kind of getting that round like close number estimation i think is uh pretty incredible if, if i do say so myself just because like you know a lot of people think well i'm doomed to always play in the challenge cup and honestly it's like people who keep playing the numbers uh kind of insist that you know if you are working at getting better then there's a very decent possibility that you're gonna you know advance and you know improve yourself to be able to make that top 128 I'd be curious yeah. who, who was like the people who were knocked out in the first round of uh, brackets in 20, 2018 and twenty nineteen. They made it to like the second round or third round, and they qualified. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure there's got to be. There's, at least be, a, there's few. a there's a lot of people who are who who lost that lost in the group stage two in twenty eighteen because the group stage was was very big. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I mean, so actually, and this is a question that I had: how is how are people put into groups? Is it all just totally across the board random, or is just some kind of qualifying there? Uh, because we, because we have a mixture of people who who have never played in the main before and never tried to qualify, and we have, and, and actual qualifiers we can't use the qualifiers, right? So uh, you sense. know we're playing link to the past randomizers, so seeds are random. Yeah, that's what I figured. It's really kind of the 
only way that makes sense when you've got total unknown entities against, you know, people who have been in the community. You just have to treat everyone equally and, you know, randomize. That makes sense. But because of that, you know, you could end up with a group that's four really great players and two of them are not going on to brackets. And it's not because they're not good. Nope. It's because the rando gods frowned upon them, you know? Yeah. Oh, and we do a fun thing every year that is, I, I, I'm really I'm almost only like 90% sure it's going to work this year. So we don't have an even number going into brackets. Like you have 128, two people make it, 64, there are 64 people in brackets and you can easily seed that, right? Mm-hmm. Once 60 doesn't divide into a number like that. Most right. of people who, who are runners up are going to be playing each other in, a, in the first round of the brackets. But the very best rank runners up this year, the people who have the most match wins overall, or, or win record, I should say, win percentage, mm-hmm. um, they will prob- they will get to play each other in, in something that's called the the buy race. That we mm. do, do once a year. T- previous years was always the the best of the best people people in groups, but now because all the it, it's it's gone over one twenty eight, it flips over to second place people trying to get mm. out of that first round. Mm-hmm. Where we take all the people who are tied for the uh, the, re- the 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 last record that would get a buy, so I, I think this year it might be like people who are four and two. Gotcha. Um, it, it'll be determined by by groups, um, and we have them do one standard seed all together at once, and however many spots this. there are for the buy, they they they. Yeah. The, the, the top X players get that and everybody else gets placed into the the, the top seeds of the first of the first round. Yeah, I um, seem to cool. I seem to remember there was like a uh, a big restream event when that happened yeah, last it's a year. Wild, wild, unique thing. I'm not sure how many people will have this year, but, but last year we had it was everybody who fi- who was undefeated, and we had like 12 undefeated people for three spots mm. or something like that. <laughs> I think it was it might have been four or five spots, and we just had. Across three ZSR channels and Go Mode podcast, uh, three, three, four, four way races. Beautiful. It, it, yeah, it, I'm remembering that event. And last year, it was so cool because it was it was, a, it was like a New Year's Day event. Yeah, because it was during the time. It, it'll, it'll be like it's one of those things where if if you can if you can make it, you're in. But we we can't. We don't do multiple races. It's just it's just a quick little thing for seating. Yeah. I'm I'm always a big fan of because in the very first first year when we had the groups rounds, um, I'm a big baseball fan, and mm-hmm. my one of my favorite things about baseball is baseball breaks ties in the field. They don't try to go to some weird uh, calculation of, of like run differential. Mm-hmm. So in the first round when they had round robins, if you were tied for whether you were you made or were eliminated, you had to do a tiebreaker round. That makes sense. You just mm-hmm. straight up race against each other other ones, and winner go, winner goes on. Yeah. What is it about breaking the ties on the field that you think is like appeals to you? It's fun. <laughs> it's, it's more fun yeah. than math. Math Can't sucks. That. Yeah, that's true. Math does suck. Fair, a lot fair of enough. <laughs> I like Good that. enough reason for me. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to put out last call here to both uh, our guest Ridley Dragon and my co-host. If you guys have any final parting thoughts on the Challenge Cup in general, let's let's uh, state them now. I want to thank all the volunteers. I want to thank all of the the commentators. There's too many to name. There's too many, too many trackers to name. Too many restreamers to name. Just, like like this is really a, a DIY collaborative effort, 
and uh, I, I'm really proud of everybody. I'm really proud, of especially of our, our foreign language restreams. I think it's cool that we're 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 now being broadcast in the, I think it's five four or five languages. Mm. Uh, yeah, that is super cool. Uh, I want want to thank the all all, all my co admins. Uh, Alazun, Lost the Pirate, Lumaga, Really Dragon. Well, I'm Really Dragon. I'm, I'm reading a list. Tresco <laughs> and Zell. You should thank yourself every now and well, then. You know, me. it's, it's sure. healthy. <laughs> for 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 beefing it in that thing in the uh, best of three days, so someone oh, else can advance. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, and I I just hey tune in. We have a list up on our Discord. Uh, if you guys wouldn't like, mind providing an invite link to the Discord. Absolutely. You guys are yeah. one of the restreamers for it. <laughs> tune in to to Zelda speedruns. Tune in to Speed Gaming Espana. Speed Gaming. Uh, I butchered that probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, all, all the restreams on there. On there. Yeah. There's, there's all sorts of, of of restreams. Just just look at our list. You'll see it in um in general match scheduling. There's there's a match schedule list. Yep. Yeah, that, there's a, a super handy, like you were saying, like a Google Sheet yep. that has all of the upcoming races and who's restreaming them and all that. So we will absolutely have that in our description and, com- and everybody check that out. It also comes with a, uh, it comes with, in case we're not restreaming it and you still want to watch them, comes with a multi-Twitch link. Yes. That Perfect. It sh- should work. Hopefully it'll work if Twitch is not multi-twitch being talked <laughs> about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good to know that it's there still. Cool. Well, Ridley Dragon, thank you so much for uh, joining us. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up, uh, give some shout outs, uh, you know, things that we're into now. Do you want to hang around while we wrap the show up? I can hang out. Sweet. All right. Okay, so uh, as always, you can email us, email at gomodepodcast.com. We haven't really received any emails in quite a while. I know we've been doing the subscriber uh, questions and kind of getting some some uh, listener responses there, but we'd love to hear from you if you're just the casual listener and you want to send in a question or a prompt or anything like that, then uh, email at gomodepodcast. Uh, our, our inbox is open. Uh, we're also on Twitter at gomodepodcast, and uh, of course, you can check out our Discord, which we'll have a link to in the description. <laughs> I am uh, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash temp underscore I've been doing more music streams making a lot of good progress on temp.msu so I'm very excited about that Heck yeah. uh, her f- yes uh, Dancy is at uh, twitch.tv slash d-a-a-a-n-t-y and herf is at twitch.tv slash herfy derfy uh, make sure you really dragon. Herf. what is your twitch twitch.tv <laughs> no, slash really dragon I only run I only turn it on when I'm running races fair that's yeah. totally uh, fine <laughs> it, it, you'll catch when the mystery tournament's on. You might catch a a, a, a a blind race, but it's mostly link to the past randomizer. Excellent. Uh, so typically at this part of the show, we like to do little shout outs where we talk about a thing that we're into. It could be a video game. It could be a TV show, movie, whatever. So let's let's do some shout outs. Uh, Herf, do you want to get us started? Yeah, sure. Uh, I've uh, spent some time yesterday and today with Near Replicant, the remake that just came mm-hmm. out. Uh, the prequel to Near Automata. Automata? How do you yeah. pronounce yeah. that? I'm not really sure. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. <laughs> I really, yeah. I really don't know what else to say about it. It's fun. I've got an ending A. Apparently there's four endings in the original game and they added one for the remake. Uh, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in the process of, uh, getting ending B right now. 
And uh, people have said that the plot twist is even crazier and it really is tugging on the heartstrings. And it's, uh, yeah, it's getting there a little bit. We'll, we'll see how much it gets me in the end. I'll, uh, I'll okay. report back. Yeah, I've heard good things about that game. Dante. Yeah. No. <laughs> what are you into? What are you into these days? So, um, well, uh, I uh, I just finished building a new computer and it's big. Uh, that that's uh, it's not super powerful, I guess, but it's big because I, I bought a big case. Um, that's that's what I've been into. That and I've, I've been stepping on arrows if I'm not playing Link to the Past. So. Um, uh, one of these days, I'll I'll actually fulfill the the thing where it's going to become the running meme now, where I don't actually do it. But one day I'm gonna when I get knocked out of the main tournament, I'm gonna play Doom Eternal, uh, the DLC, or we'll, we'll, we'll stream <laughs> yeah, it. We'll sure. actually do it. That's hard. I tried that. That's a You'll hard play it DLC. Shortly, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'll jump in here so we can save our our guest for last. Uh, I've been playing this indie game. I'm kind of finishing up now. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Super Mario Odyssey. Mm, um, it's like the small developer. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Is, it, is, it, is it based on like that old arcade game Mario Brothers? Uh, no, I think it's a different different company actually made okay. this one. Nin- Nintendo. No, no, yeah, like they, they they made the original Mario Brothers back. Oh, same there. one. Yeah, oh, so it's it's I, 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 they made a Super Mario Brothers. I'll have to check that one out. Okay. This one's cool or whatever. Yeah, you like throw your hat around and stuff. Sure. But yeah, I'm I'm finally playing this game. Uh, it's super fun. It's a great, great time. Uh, but um, I actually want to shout out a new TV show. It's on Amazon Prime, uh, and it's called Invincible. And it's animated. It's like a comic book uh, TV show. It kind of looks like the old like DC, uh, like Batman show from the 90s. Uh, there's, there's a huge twist that happens uh, very early on that makes it very, very good and kind of a lot different than any other sort of animated superhero series that I've seen. I don't want to say much more than that, but it's called Invincible. It's Amazon Prime. I, it's, it's very well made, super entertaining. That's, that's what I'll recommend. Uh, really, Dragon, tell us tell us what you're into these days. All right, so I got something new, if you're into retro gaming, called the Mister. Oh, let, Mister. Let, yeah, it's a super cool thing. It's like, it's, it's, it's an FPGA, like, console-like thing, where it, it's, it's something you kind of have to build yourself. You get a kit. Um, it has an I.O. board, the FPGA board, and a USB board, and you can basically run... Um, console perfect uh, of every major console of most arcade games. Like I'm playing arcade perfect Donkey Kong Junior. <laughs> nice. Arcade, arcade perfect Mappy. That's that's a recent hmm. one that was exciting to everybody. Uh, and, and like arcade perfect Street Fighter Two or whatever. But uh, they they it, it's been something I've been obs- like obsessed with. Um, you you think it's kind of silly to play like Super Nintendo games on because it's easy to emulate, but play Yoshi's Island on that thing. It, it's like oh wow, every every single thing that has emulated Yoshi's Island has been super muddy and slow, and this mm. feels really really good. Mm. Uh, That's it's, the it's Mister. A, yeah, it's called a Mister. M I S T E R. It's like it's like having like an, an analog Super NT, but for, but the games are loaded off an SD card, uh, and you acquire the games through means. Legal right. means. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I have the, I got, I got the cart, the cart ripper at my computer, and then I like, uh-huh. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, it loads off an SD card, but once it loads in, it's, it's running it like it's a console. 
So nice. it's like having an analog Super NT and a Mini and and, and all and all those things melded into this this weird sandwich of, of three chipboards in nice. an acrylic case. It, it's That's super super cool. cool. I've been playing this game called uh, Chrono Trigger. I don't know if anyone's mm. heard of it. Oh yeah, it's, mm. it's almost as good as, sound familiar. It's, it's familiar. almost as good as Terra Enigma. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some people you know. <laughs> would probably argue that, but yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah. no. Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger is a, a very excellent video game. You should probably yes. play it. Oh yeah. Oh, how, don't, however, don't way, worry. however way you can, it, it <laughs> is a crime that has been like left off of every single like, I know release thing. Right. Like it, it would be a home run to re-release that. Like what are they doing? Even Everywhere. they just like I want them to make make like remember, remember when they remade Final Fantasy three onto like the weird DS graphics. Uh, Imagine they no. did that with yeah. Trigger. That, they did that with four. I, um, I remember that with like Final they, Fantasy four, and that was like, it was yeah. alright. But they, they did put, redo they put, Trigger with the 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 3D. I they, mean, just the DS. They dumped they yeah. dumped the ROM on the DS. Well, yeah, and they it, and they prettied it up a little bit. Did they like, have like some much. weird CGI cutscenes or anime cutscenes yes. or something? No, that was that was that was the, the PlayStation one. version. And you know that's yeah. the only good part about the PS1 port of Chrono Trigger because it runs and loads like garbage. Oh my god! Yeah, the, the load times are inexcusable for a like, Super Nintendo port. Like, yeah. And and you can watch. We're we live in 2021. You want to watch the the, the anime cutscenes? They are t- there are 10 minutes of them total. They're all on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best way to do it. It honestly is. Although I just have so many good memories of taking my PlayStation with me on a family vacation to the mountains and trying to play that Chrono Trigger port on PlayStation and just half the time being loading times. It's, you know, anyway. But no, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, a, it's the Mister's a great little thing where you can switch, switch a core from playing Chrono Trigger to like, Oh sweet. I want to play quiz and dragons from the cat, from the Capcom arcade catalog. Like, <laughs> like we- weird, obscure arcade games. Nice. Do you have a link that we can uh, put in the, Description for people to like research a little bit more. Uh, Google Mister is what I would say. I, I try <laughs> Google Mister. Like, like, like uh, sounds like maybe, I'll get maybe the weird. subreddit is, is the way to go. I, I kind of knew about it from Giant Bomb, honestly. Oh, okay. And cool. and I, I if you want if you want to get into it and buy the stuff, MrAddons.com is a really excellent shop to do so. Um, I bought mine actually. Uh, I brought a kit for three hundred something for about three hundred dollars. Uh, that has the every, basically everything you need. Gotcha. So otherwise, you got to buy everything individually on Amazon. That's annoying. Yeah, we'll we'll find something that we yeah. can throw in there. Perfect. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that was gonna about do it for us. Real quick, uh, as a reminder, you can leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy the show, and you can also use the donation link in the description. Uh, but uh, that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to another episode of Go Mode. Thank you again to our guest. Uh, I have been Tim on behalf of my co-host, uh, Herfy Derfy and Dante. Let's go ahead and mirror out. 